Welcome to the Planet X Cinema Podcast. We are a pop-up movie theater in the great state of Texas. We show films in a genre we call righteous trash. Uh, Driving classics, Hollywood B-pictures, bizarro cinema, basically movies that don't stack up, or maybe they just haven't found their audience yet. Our only rule is that we don't show movies we don't love. On this podcast, we don't talk about movies that already exist. We invent new ones with the help of the Planet X community. We take hypothetical movie titles supplied by you, the Planet X faithful, and we turn them into fully, or at least mostly, fleshed out films. It's like the world's crappiest writing. You can email us your suggestions at planetxcinema at gmail.com or through our website at planetxcinema.com. Just click on podcast. My name is Blair Hicks. My name is Drew Hicks, and I'm really proud of Employees Must Wash Hands. I think it came, I think it came out in the end. I think that it's very good. I don't think we tied it in a bow as well as we could have. But listening back on it, I was like, that would be a really cool movie. I would really enjoy it. Yeah, I like that we gave up on casting. So we got we got John Lovitz and Joe Piscopo in there, and they were just like, all right, we're pulling the parachute. We'll figure out the rest later. <laughs> it was hilarious, though, of the movies that we've done. That's the only one that we've done where we did a whole episode, and I was sort of like grinding my teeth going like, I don't know if this one's going to go to publish. And then when we got the theme song, I immediately was like, oh, this is a, no, I totally want to watch him. If, oh, if this movie starts with The Devil's Chasing Me by the Reverend Horton Heat, I'm in. I'm totally in. This is that's perfect, you know. You know, you you don't have enough faith. Every every episode you've said, "Well, I I just didn't <laughs> think we had it." And then we pulled it out, you know? And it's like you just got to trust, man. Just got to you got you've got the touch. You've got the power. You and I can get through this. You've got to have a little faith. I just need to listen to that little stand bush on my on my shoulder mm-hmm. me to dare. You know, when I was in college, me and a buddy of mine invented a genre, much like Righteous Trash, of music called Ego Rock, which we started collecting songs that were about you. Like, you're the best. Like, oh, there's, a, there's another, there's a, a music podcast that I like a lot that created the genre Heavy Metal, M-E-D-A-L, which was okay. just inspirational, high-octane 80s, basically the Stan Bush genre but just anything where like hopes are alive you're touching the sky hearts are on fire you know just like motivational fire yeah i was thinking like like joe esposito from karate kid the you're the best around (laughs) it's in there in there man it's in there do we have anything we have to talk about are we just gonna jump in uh i mean there's a little thing called my nuptials that happened Oh, we should, we should, no, we should. We don't, we don't have to talk about it. It wasn't trashy. It was very sincere. It was a lovely day. Everyone was, all my family and friends came out, but I'm now a married man. Sorry, ladies, back off. Only one Hicks brother still on the market. And that's, uh, that's me. That, he's not a polygamist. It's priced, me. priced to move. <laughs> you know, well, it's like, it's one of those things where you go, you go to the, to the animal rescue shelter and they go i, I want this dog you go like well, you can't you can't just pick one someone someone else might you can't take the first dog home that you want you have to have pick number two so i'm the second one you know i'm the i'm the second pound puppy I'm a- <laughs> no it was fun and you know it was great um this sounds really awful, but one of, well, one of the many, many, many great things, because we, we had a great time. It was like a whole weekend. But a lot of the people th- uh, that were there were Planet X people. 
Yeah, and, yeah, so, there were people that had been to screenings, yeah. People that had been to screenings and people that had sort of been down from day one. So there was like a mini sort of Planet X reunion <laughs> happening uh, <laughs> over your wedding weekend. And then we even got to talk to people about Planet X. We did press for Planet X over the weekend. It was a, yeah. There was there was lots of Planet X stuff going down. So. Yeah, as as a reminder, uh, so this episode will come out with a few weeks to spare. So uh, if you're if you're hearing this uh, and you're in the San Antonio area, uh, Friday, October the twenty sixth, that's the Friday before Halloween, will be our triumphant return. Uh, this time with our new partners, Kuntzler Brewery, uh, which on the last episode I said was K U E. In no. it, that is the URL, but their actual name is U Umlaut. It, I don't know. You'll find it. It's it's going to be great. Uh, Vera and Deckard, the, the the folks that own that spot, have been really cool, and they're really excited about having us. So if you can come out uh, uh, Friday, October 26th, we're doing a, a Halloween double feature of The Blob and The Invaders from Mars. Those are both the 1980s remakes. Uh, but we'll be there every final Friday uh, with another screening. So uh, come check us out there. And it's going to be fun. Those movies are so, so good. And I rewatched them back to back, actually, this last week because I had some time to kill. And it was it was super fun. Uh, they yeah. go really, really, really well together. So I think people have a blast. So. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And I think I think doing Invaders from Mars 2nd is the way to go because it it kind of goes off the rails in the last third in a way that the blob kind of holds together, ironically, given the name, but like it, it is more, it is a more consistent film than Invaders from Mars. So I feel like if you, if you hang out for two hours with us, then it, we, we deserve to make it get really weird at the end. Yeah. I was actually going to have a conversation with you about it uh, because I watched them and I was like, Oh yeah. Um, I love these movies. Why don't we show Invaders first, which is like, Little kids save the mm-hmm. town, and then show the blob second, which is like big kids save the town. And then I watched them, and yeah, like you said, if people are going to come out, um, come out and watch the blob if you want a nice, coherent movie. If you want to know which one of those two movies is my favorite, though, <laughs> it is absolutely Invaders <laughs> from Mars. It had been so long since I actually sat and watched that thing. It's and wild. All the all the makeup and stuff at the end of the movie with the aliens, it's just solid. So it good. It looks amazing. I was watching it the whole time, just going like, this is a perfect Planet X film. So, the you know, I watched, I watched the that movie, uh, I watched that movie when I was in India in Hindi with English subtitles. <laughs> Uh, yeah it was great (laughs) it was wild (laughs) i I don't really think that would up the crazy factor on that particular movie that much it's just it's already so far out there but it is a really wonderful movie and it kind of it almost fits into the kid genre like i told you i keep keep a list of like planet x kid films and so i like that the second movie of the halloween double feature is actually kind of like the kitty feature yeah well and and i think i think the blob is like classic drive-in cinema like it's clearly Uh meant for like a late teen early 20s audience where like the stuff it's doing is not really all that like uh like intense or violent or gross or whatever but it it if you were about 17 and you saw it on a date, you'd be like, whoa, what the hell? Like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> well, I hadn't watched it in, I don't know, maybe a year. I don't know. Mm. It's been a while since I'd seen The Blob. And, um, man, there are a couple of scenes that uh, actually, I, I, I was like, oh, wow, this is way more actually kind of gruesome than I remember. Yeah. 
the killing it's maybe the, it's because i saw it so much when i was younger um so i was used to those scenes and then w- after having wa- uh, walked away from it for a little while i was like oh holy like the effects in that movie are unbelievably good mm-hmm. so it, yeah it was it, i can't wait to show them together though i think that'll be really really yeah really, so so that's uh, again. That's Friday, uh, October the twenty sixth, here in San Antonio at Kunstler Brewing uh, over on La Chapelle in Southtown. Um, but Blair, as you know, we are not here to talk about existing films. We're here to make new ones. That's right. And I believe "Employees Must Wash Hands" was your suggestion, which means it's on me this week to uh, bring us a movie title. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. Okay, I'm really excited to see where this one goes. I. <laughs> I have I have several now, which is nice. The the names have been rolling in. Thank you, everyone who's sending them in. You can send them to planetxcinema at gmail.com or over on our website by clicking the submit button. Um, this one actually comes uh, from a gentleman, I, uh, a, a new acquaintance of mine, a guy named Colin Barton, um, who I was at a happy hour with recently. And uh, he got super interested in the podcast, super interested in what we're doing, and spent the rest of the happy hour throwing out titles at me. Um, and there was one in particular that stuck out and it's just too good to sit on like I have to get it out because if I hold on to it I will think about it and I never want to come in prepared that's that's what I did with how great thou art I even said it at the top I was like I like this title too much we got to do it now because Mm -hmm. I will sit and come up with the movie if we don't so I'm, I'm, I'm I'm excited what do we got okay so thank you Colin uh the title this week is service dogs and dogs is spelled d-a-w-g-s service dogs how's that sit with you <laughs> let me say it again service dogs d-a-d-a-w-g-s d-a-w-g-s service dogs service, service dogs <laughs> i uh is it, I like love- a, is it like a 90s like a like a surfer thing or like oh a that's like That's a beat very Turner and Hooch. <laughs> oh, a, I like that so much. See, where I, I went, I, I was stuck immediately in the quagmire of Snow Dogs, the, the Cuba Gooding Jr. like Iditarod movie. That and is a quagmire not, you do not, you don't want to be in that quagmire, buddy. That's well, not it's, not, it's not a Planet X film. It's not a Planet no, X film either. No. So, so, okay, but I liked, okay, wow, right off the bat. Okay, so what did you say, surfer culture in the early 90s? Yeah, I said like the first okay. thing I thought of was like a beach version of Turner, Turner and Hooch, or um, mm. or like Surf you know, Ninjas, Three Ninjas, like that kind yes, of. Yes, like Surf Ninjas, exactly. Yep. Okay. And, and I, you know, it's funny too. The the second thing that occurs to me is that when we were um, kind of kicking off Crypt Crushers, you brought up the idea of like um, an animated series, and like it oh, also strikes yeah. me as that that could totally be an animated film service 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 dogs that could be yeah it could it could also be one of those like um that thing in like the late 80s early 90s where like every movie that was vaguely successful had like a wacky saturday morning cartoon spinoff like there was a bill and ted cartoon there was a back to the future cartoon um (laughs) like i can see service dogs the cool movie about like a southern california surfer version of turner and hooch that spun off into like uh, now he can talk like the dog talks now and he's like <laughs> there's like a sexy dog girlfriend there's uh you know uh, like a recurring villain like you, i could see them being like oh we got a runaway hit like when there there was an ace ventura cartoon i feel like uh i, I know there was, was a mass, there was a mass cartoon i think yeah. 
which is weird. That's okay. Like, well, um, I think I think you dunked this. No, I like I like that. Is there is there something else we can do with service dogs? Um, I was trying to think because the 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 spelling of dogs is what made me go like, this is a fucking Los Angeles film. Is this is like an unfortunate Los Angeles? <laughs> which I love. Like I love unfortunate media that is just mindlessly centered in California especially in the 80s and 90s but yeah I get I get what you're asking I I think that there may be other other options um no I kind of I like that man like I like um what was the Gary Busey surfer movie where great no 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 that's good yeah no 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 there's another one uh it was no, it was in like the late seventies, early eighties, where like they all go to Vietnam and like two of them don't make it back or something. Oh, oh man, it's like Busey's first movie. It's called like something about Thursday, like see a Thursday or Big Tuesday or oh, if I have never seen it, I I'm gonna be upset because I like to think that I've seen mo- most of Mr. Mr. Busey's catalog. He's a <laughs> Friend, friend of the show, Gary Busey. Okay, to, to my great shame, I have had to Google it. It is called Big Wednesday. I have never seen it, and I will uh, be as soon as we get done podding. Yeah, it's today. actually actually it's a very it's a really sincere movie. It's like uh it's like American Graffiti if it was about surfer culture. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a coming of age story. It's about these three dudes who are surfers, but like I don't know, it just put me in that headspace of like. Yeah, America's obsession with skateboarding and surfing and all things California. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about these types of flicks before. They're they're usually skateboarding movies or skiing movies. And mm-hmm. as you know, my favorite of rad. is rad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I don't I don't think this is is rad. And we're gonna have to start getting into this because I want to know why this this Los Angeles film from the '90s is called. <laughs> service dogs but i i think we are kind of i think that's the cultural thing like service dogs uh like that's that's a that's an animal that you give to somebody that um, has some kind of uh special need or an or an incapacity of some sort so i'm just trying to think of like so here's yeah i like i like the dogs thing being a double entendre where it is both a literal dog and like a cool California dude, however that, or lady, whatever, I think dude, but whatever shape that takes. I also like the, let's let's make service into a double entendre where like the dog is a service animal, but also like, I think maybe we're dealing with somebody who, like it's a court ordered, right? Like I yes. love that trope from movies where it's like, oh, you committed a crime, but the punishment isn't jail. It's you have to have a service dog now for, or, or something, right? Or like it's, you have yeah, to train the untrainable dog, whatever it is. It's that thing that makes The Mighty Ducks a fundamentally fucked up film. Oh, yeah. Emilio Estevez has to be there. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. (laughs) So what we'd like for you to do, if you could... Is be unsupervised with these teenagers. With these small children. No, not even teenagers. (laughs) Like, pubescent males with no supervision or any kind of check-in yeah. process with the courts yeah you're, I, a, you're, a, you're a person with substance abuse who's reached rock bottom so we're gonna leave you unsupervised with prepubescent teens who are troubled <laughs> who like are actively looking for someone to hey mr cigarettes and booze out of 
Oh man, I'm so gonna go off the rails. But just if you ever rewatch the Mighty Ducks, just keep that in the back of your mind the whole time. It's like, oh, what? You're fucking one of the kids' moms now? Totally cool. Totally fine. Totally acceptable. Nobody cares. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he's not puffing into a breathalyzer. Nothing's happening. He's just, you know, coaching hockey and. Wow. Uh, Coach, what's his name? Coach. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay, Blair for the win. Oh yeah, no, I I I I know the Ducks films. I am I am well versed in Ducks films. So Okay, so so okay, I like I like that. Let's take that Mighty Ducks energy. I want to pour it into Service Dogs. Yes. I think Service Dogs needs to do the thing that movies of this era of this like like I'm thinking about summer school, right? Where like it yeah. was America's obsession with California, but it is both like trying to be a screwball comedy, but also trying to be really sincere. And so I think this thing has to ultimately be about like whoever the dude that has the service dog. It's like, it's about his salvation, him getting his life together, him. I don't know. Oh God, I'm sorry. We got to put a pit in this. This dog has got to get on a surfboard at some point. This dog is going to be on a surfboard. It's going to skate. It's going to do all the, uh, it's going to. Oh, it's Buds McKenzie. Well, yeah, it's going to yes, it's <laughs> it's going to do all the extreme sports that Airbud never bothered. Yes, they're going to Big Bear. We're going to have this dog on a snowboard. We're going to the yeah. beach. We're having him on a surfboard. Like this dog is going to do it all. Parachuting dog. Fuck it, it's in the movie. Actually, I kind of even like the idea of it having like you know what another movie that does that is uh is Weekend at Bernie's has that. You know, I thought of Weekend at Bernie's just a second ago, and I almost said it. Like. Uh, that movie has come up at multiple Planet X screenings because I am actually shocked at the number of people who haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's. Mm -hmm. and I, that was a successful film with Andrew McCarthy. I thought that would be a cultural touchstone. So. And and Catherine Mary Stewart, uh, who, who Stewart and who, who, was, who was in uh, uh, How Great Thou Art. Yeah. Oh, Bernie Lomax, one of the all-time great movie character names anyway we're never gonna get this thing started okay so but I, I, yeah you're right we're, we're 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 making bad progress but in our defense i feel like this is how these kinds of movies actually get made they're like i don't know how do we get kids into how do we get kids in the theater i don't put a dog on a surfboard i guess like i tell you what dude i tell you what like we may have gotten off track but this is totally pertinent to the podcast now i'm excited to see us make a dog movie set in california in mm. the 90s yeah I'm kind of getting pumped now. All this, like, Mighty Ducks, Weekend at Bernie's. Now I'm These are the threats. These are, the threats. These are good. Now I'm in the mindset, dude. I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the zone. Here's, a, here's an idea. I'll throw yeah. one out. Mm -hmm. Surfer gets in, an, in a bad injury. He's caught in the riptide. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. while he's rehabbing, he has to have a service dog. And he's yeah. sponsored. And... They threaten to take his sponsorship away, and then he notices that his dog is playing on his skateboard in his living room, and he's like, I've got a wonderfully grinchy idea. And, and he tries to save his sponsorship by using his service dog to, oh, crap. I'm starting to struggle here. No, 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 no. This is a great start. This is a great start. Okay, that's something. So, so, yeah, no, no, that's, that's great. That's great. So you know how in uh, Beethoven, right? Beethoven, the, the movie about the dog, not only fixes the the problem with the criminals, but also, I think there's criminals in that, right? Aren't there, like, goons that are trying to get some money? Uh, I think so. Um, like, land? Or anyway, my point, my point is, 
Beethoven solves the big quote unquote plot and also solves the internal strife that the family was having. That's like, right. Like, and like, I'm, I, Airbud is the same way, right? Like, Airbud makes everyone's lives better. Like, he, everyone he touches, he's fucking Frosty the Snowman, right? So, so, I think- so what I think, what I think we're talking about is a, a, a kind of good but not great surfer who's like trying to date someone in his community and he's got a bunch of like loser friends and things are just like not great in his life. He gets in to your, he gets in a bat, massive wipeout gets all shredded up in the coral and suddenly he's afraid to surf. He's afraid to like get on a board. He used to be like an ultra extreme athlete. And so he gets this service dog. That's kind of like, I think it's kind of rowdy. I think it's kind of the dog that they're like, Oh, he's, he's bad news. Like nobody can handle whatever his name is. He's got to have a name like crunky. (laughs) Okay. Crunchy. 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 The surf dog. Perfect. Crunchy The surf dog. Does that, Work yeah they're like nobody nobody and he's like he's like nah whatever like give him to this give him to this burnout surfer and now we follow crunchy as he like gets him together with the girl like he's like oh crunchy sees what's going on here so like crunchy takes care takes care of that crunchy cleans up like the beach crew crunchy i don't know like we've got crunchy yeah. has to be the solution to every problem in this movie okay this is good we have clearly demonstrated our familiarity with this genre of films. I like this. I, so I think basically what you have is you have this surfer guy um, and the main things a la Beethoven were to solve his career problems, which I think his career is going nowhere, but he's more focused on his career than on his lady. So he, the mm-hmm. dog's going to solve that through hijinks and, um, and then also is going to solve by doing that is going to change. This dog is going to transform this young surfing boy. Yeah. This young surfing man. He's going to go from being a surfing boy. I think by the end of this film, he'll be a surfing man. I think that's what we're talking about. Is a like redemp- it. It's a redemption story with Spuds McKenzie. I like it. <laughs> I really like it. I think that it lends itself really well to Planet X-isms. Like, if it was set in the late 90s, I guarantee you, you could get at least three Beach Boys in a scene in this film on the beach. You know what I mean? Like, so you can, I'm already thinking of like little set pieces we can have. We can have like the beach concert fundraiser. Like, could we do a thing where maybe like the guys, the surfer is so focused on his career that like his lady is really cool and she's very much like, we gotta save the beaches and all this stuff. And he's like, I don't care about your crap. I'm just trying to surf. And then we can get Crunchy the surf dog involved in all of that. The dog's name has to be something like Wipeout. It's gotta be. (laughs) The dog's name. I I don't hate Crunchy, but Wipeout's fucking good. Be like, come here, Wipeout. What if Wipeout was the name of like the like the Spicoli character? What if there was like a stoner in the odd like, oh, it's fucking Wipeout, and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> so this, I tell you what we'll do. Let's have the surfer. Let's have him have a couple of of buddies. Yeah. Okay. I like this. Yep. A surf a surf team. Uh, I don't care if they exist or not because I know that skateboarding teams exist, and also it worked in Rad. So fuck it. Let's have let's have, like three though, just him and a, and two other guys, so we're not all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm what I'm thinking is like uh, you gotta have okay. 
I think you got to have the Spicoli, which we're going to call Wipeout, who's like our stoner comic relief. I right. think uh, I think you've got to have the girl. You've got to have the jerk who at, at the onset of the movie looks like the girl is going to end up with. And I don't know if he's a jerk because he's like a showboat surfer or if he's like a yuppie, like he doesn't care about surf culture or, but I feel like there has to be like, what we're looking at is a series of obstacles that Crunchy the Surf Dog is going to help our hero get over. Yeah. And I think, I think this is a little early for us. I think we should cast our protagonist right now. I think we should too. I do want to make a point real quick while it's on the tip of my brain is mm-hmm. that um, I don't want to do the uh, rad plot like verbatim where... No, 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 no. You, well, but you understand what I'm saying is like in that one, there's like an evil race team and the guy is basically a good guy and then he takes the bad guys good like i don't want to we it sounded for a second like we were kind of leaning towards that kind no, of no i like i like uh, to, to go back to summer school i like the like kirstie alley mr shoop thing where like when it starts off he doesn't have a chance with her yes. and then over the course of the movie he goes through a transformation that makes him the obvious choice at the end and he turns down the hot hot or or to use another one like mall rats it's like ben affleck and mall rats right well, he's just awful. Right, but the whole movie, it's like, well, he's successful. He, like, pays his rent. He doesn't, like, you oh, know. Oh, he takes her to the stores that she wants to shop at. That's exactly. it. Like, exactly. that's the guy, and, and our hero cannot see, cannot see the path to get to her until Crunchy the Surf Dog comes into his life. And by the way, um, I have no problems. I brought this up in a, in a previous episode. Actually, it was Crypt Crushers, where I said that sometimes movies work better when you lean into tropes. Yeah, so, sure. like, I yeah. I don't mind in this if we lean into like back to the beach kind of mm. tropes where you have like the big surfing competitions. I think that's sort of inevitable. I think what'll make it a Planet X film is how we incorporate that dog. That dog. Oh, we're gonna get that got- dog in every scene. That dog is in every scene. You say that, but I mean, like, I think what makes it a Planet X film is like what are those scenes like how wacky can we i think that's going to be the challenge for us i agree let's go ahead and do some casting i think not just to get us going but also to get it out of the way so we can figure out what that dog is up to that service dog um okay okay so if we have to cast this i'm going to throw out a name i'm just going to straw man this you tell me how you feel about this okay do it bill paxton love oh i love bill like aliens over the top Bill Paxton. Like, whoa! What's this dog even doing? Like, do you want, do you want him as Wipeout or as the surfer? Fuck. Okay. Well, I had had him as the lead, but now I like him better as white because he's a little older. So I like that that makes him seem like his time has passed. Because like, if we're doing this late '80s, early '90s, Paxton's already like mid thirties, right? Probably. I think. I think until like we've we've done a good job at like nailing down eras pretty early, uh, but it does affect casting. I think. Paxton we can get in this film let's just assume he's available let's not get bogged down with ages okay no and I no no no. I like him better as Wipeout though because then he can do the hammy Bill Paxton thing right he can just chew this he can just chew the scenery the whole movie and that's taken care of like yeah just you see this one up why don't you yeah just Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack this one for us Bill Paxton (laughs) just (laughs) that's now that you bring up Caddyshack though um what is his name? The lead in Caddyshack would be really, really good as the surfer. The kid from Caddyshack? Yeah. 
uh, Danny, Danny Noonan. What what was Danny Noonan's name in Caddyshack? You know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, Michael O'Keefe. Yeah, Michael O'Keefe. How much Keefe is in this movie? Michael O'Keefe. Oh, fool's got a pretty weak chin, man. I don't buy him as like hunky surfer. Maybe he could be the other guy. He could be like just sort of like generic nice surfer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not. I'm just always I, I like that guy. I feel like he should have had a career and he didn't. Um I feel like the fact that we both had to Google him should be grounds for exclusion. I yo, I was I was I was too busy pulling out those Mighty Ducks deep cuts to remember uh his name. Well what about Emilio? Can we do you want to just drop Emilio Estevez in this one? Wow, he like, wasn't he wasn't in point break. I feel like and this could be his stinker between Young Guns and Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, it was like his missing, I'm going to be the hip guy with the high school crowd. Yeah, let's do it. I tell you what, let's Fuck just it. Do Fuck it. it. Fuck it. Okay, <laughs> so now we're doing it. Okay. okay so, so, we're somewhere, so we're somewhere between Young Guns and Mighty Ducks. Emilio Estevez does a dog comedy film with Bill Paxton playing Wipeout. His, and, oh, man, this is fucking coming together. This feels right. Wow, who is his love interest? I can see her. She looks just like the hot student from summer school. What you know, I that? almost I almost just suggested her. Uh, her, her character's name is Pam. Um, yeah, uh, just like typecast the hell out of her. I've yeah, but it's her. like it's like breathy. It's like breathy surfer girl, uh, beach baby character. Like I don't blonde hair. It's too on the nose. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then like let's go let's lean into what i was saying earlier let's have her be like she's still cool right she wouldn't be dating hanging around but like she's going to college she's working on environmental causes at the beach like yeah yeah yeah. so so like maybe the brunette right all the other women you see in the background of this like venice beach type uh community are going to be like blondes she's going to be an absolute she's got to be a stunner you know, too bad we already put Susanna Hoffs in a movie. Can we get Susanna Hoffs for this one too? Uh, we could bring back Ali Sheedy and make it like, ooh, because um, like okay, her and Emilio are in Breakfast Club together, and then she wasn't in um, Saint Elmo's Fire, right? I don't. Or was she? So like Saint Elmo's Fire, like the super sad sequel yes. to Breakfast. By the way, if you haven't seen Saint Elmo's Fire, like gird your fucking loins because it's a real goddamn downer. But like, <laughs> um, you know what? She would be good, and I like putting her and Emilio in another movie together. Like, oh, you guys did Mopey Teens. Let's have you do like right in early twenties. It's their back back to the beach. <laughs> Right. It's, yeah. No. It's and it's exactly the thing like a bunch of Hollywood executives in the like mid uh, late late eighties early nineties would have done. Like, hey, let's get those two bright kids uh, yeah. from Breakfast Club, and then let's put them in like a fun zany film. Like, yeah. Look, Emilio, you just did um, a laughably awesome cowboy movie. Um, oh, that movie's not awesome. That movie's just bad. <laughs> I said laughably awesome. You know, that's, it'll never get shown at Planet X because we only show movies we love. Yeah, <laughs> I do not like that movie. <laughs> I, I love to get drunk and watch Young Guns. I actually prefer I, Young Guns too, actually. Can I say, so. though, like, okay, this is, a, this is a very, this is a fine point, but I think it's worth talking about. This is the difference between Planet X films and other films. In Young Guns, you have got Kiefer Sutherland, Emilio Estevez, and Charlie Sheen. 
and they're all going to be young versions of cowboys you've heard of in where they're like all raised by the same british guy who teaches them to be like gentlemen robbers or whatever and then like the movie is so fucking boring like nothing happens they don't like keeper southern looks the best part of that movie but i mean it's just like how bad can you screw up i mean like people we show movies at planet x from like people who don't have a high school education and made a movie for $50 and they fucking rocked it. Like, Yeah. And um, I was thinking about this today. I think that if people are having a hard time with this concept of Planet X, just imagine your own personal Ghostbusters. Yes. Planet X movies is your person. It's Ghostbusters, but you're the only one who knows about it. Because Ghostbusters on paper is, we took the... We took three of the most insane, genius comedy people who on paper should have no chemistry. We threw them in a plot about a Babylonian god resurrecting ghosts in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, the, they are trying to solicit the services of a very hot cellist and a very nerdy accountant to be demon dogs to and usher in a hittite uh, or uh, yeah a hittite apocalypse and well go, and 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 the alley-oop to all of it like okay blair you alley-oop this amazing thing let me dunk it for you ray parker jr did the soundtrack it's like yeah, what no, the no, fuck? It's, it's in hindsight the that's the movie of my dreams also it had the biggest the, this is what made it not a planet x film it had the biggest budget of any film up to that point and you go like Amazing. How'd they get the money? If you would have given that money, I don't, like, what does Hell Comes to Frogtown look like if they've got right. that kind of walking around? Yeah, that's what no, Planet yeah. It's your own personal Ghostbusters that you've found, and you know it. I know I, I've talked to other Buckaroo Banzai fans because I'm obsessed with Buckaroo Banzai. And every time I watch Buckaroo Banzai, I feel that way. I feel like it's this perfect movie that's full of catchphrases and amazing casting and a cool script and a bonkers concept and it should be ghostbusters but it's not but that makes it special okay so let's let's jump back in to service dogs we've got emilio estevez in there we've got bill paxton ali shooty i want to get she's in the mix great like he's the she's the cool version of the of the fun beach chick right she's clearly californian but she's the cool version. She's brunette. She's got smoky eyes. Like, she's too, too cool. I like that. I think it works. I mean, like, I, I feel like we don't have to necessarily cast the jerk boyfriend. Like, I don't know that that's even, like, a good exercise. I, I, I hate to do two in a row, but Joe Piscopo could fucking knock that out. Um, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we need to cast it. It's, it's some square-jawed brunette dude who's way yeah, taller than Emilio Estevez, which is to say any brunette guy. Let's get this movie... Um, kicked off um is it uh, well let's see late 80s so um uh let's see so okay we've already kind of started the 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 skeleton of the plot is that um emilio estevez is is a dick he gets hurt um he gets court ordered to have this dog maybe the reason he makes mighty ducks is he's like i think i can actually make this plot work after that regrettable dog picture well hang tight hang tight i don't think it's a court order anymore i think i think he's a surfer I think he's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's trying to make his dreams come true. He has a massive wipeout. And since then he can't really get things back together. And maybe there's like a, like a medical therapist in his life or it's the girl. Somebody suggests to him that this service dog thing may be the way to go. 
it's it's Ali Sheedy's. She's she's an animal rights person. She works at like a no kill. Oh, oh, that's of course, of course. So no, she's that, like, that dovetails she's like, that dovetails look, beautifully. She's like, look, I can't. You can't sit on the couch all day. You've never seen where I work. And he's like, blah, blah. He's reading his surf magazines or whatever, you know? And she's like, please, just come down, see the dogs. It'll make you feel better. And he goes down, and this dog won't leave him alone. And he's like, somebody get this dog away from me. And they're like, actually, that's a service dog. Didn't you say you were injured? And, like, they hook him up with the dog. Yep, yep. Let me, let me, okay, let me, let me sharpen this up a little bit. She, uh, she, she does, she does work at the animal shelter. You're absolutely right. Uh, he's traumatized afterwards and he is not willing to admit it. Like maybe she doesn't even pick up on it, but he goes down there to kind of like hit on her. And this dog, Crunchy, sees in him that there is a problem and goes to him. And she's like, whoa, Crunchy never does this with anybody. And he's like, this is my opportunity to get with her. I'll, I'll take on this service dog. So she thinks I'm an animal person. I like and now, this. now yeah. it's like a, um, it's like he's, I mean, it almost is like a weekend at Bernie's where like he has to deal with the antics of Crunchy, the surfer dog, because he's trying to impress the girl, uh, I like this. This which is, is great. Emilio's trying to impress Ali Sheedy. This makes a ton of sense. Also, this gives us our, uh, our our high level plot, which is she's trying to she's not trying to save the beach, right? We're not doing crypt crushers where the neighborhood is under attack. It's an environmental thing, so it's uh it's it's got to be like clean up the beach day or uh, something about the Exxon Valdez, right? Like there's like there's a thing in there that's the mega plot that Crunchy is eventually going to solve, and also he's going to get them together, and also he's going to get the jerk out of the picture, and also he's going to make Wipeout into like a super successful businessman. Okay, yeah, okay. So I like this. I like this. But that uh, dude, that was that was a that was a great nugget. She has to be the mechanism by which he gets Crunchy the surf dog. It's great because then she initially has a pos. She's the only one that has a positive vibe about this uh, this service dog. Yeah, and. And then by by the end of the film, everybody loves him, and she gets to have her like, I was right all the time, but God, I love this boy and this dog so much. Yeah, and then also we see him like picking up garbage on the beach, and like he's doing acts of community service. He's become a service dog. Love that. That is right on the nose. Also, let's get rid of the, the idea of a surf team. Let's just have um, Emilio Estevez and his best buddy b- wipe out Bill Pat. Like they're they just- oh, dude, wipe out is the cameraman. Wipeout's the guy. Like he's on the beach taking photos. He's the support structure for Emilio Estevez's fantasy of being a, a famous surfer. Exactly. It's like me when I was a kid. I hung out with all skateboarders. I couldn't skateboard, so I would just ride a bike. And we had video cameras because we made movies. Like, and I would ride along next to him with the with the camcorder. Like, I, I, I'm one too. I'm one too. They like me, and they did like me because I was doing all the work of making their skateboarding video. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got kind of a character arc, but what we need is sort of like a plot line yeah i feel like the film doesn't have a central conflict yet like we don't have something that i mean we've got emilio estevez trying to win the girl over that's that's nice we know that wipeout's going to be successful we know the jerk's going to go down but like we don't have that thing that emilio i mean emilio estevez has to have like i mean fuck i i hate that i hate that i'm doing this but like let's put this into the hero's journey again like he has to have the refusal of a call then he has to have like 
you know, he has to go on the whole journey. He's got to, like, reach his low point and then, like, emerge and get back on a surfboard. I feel like this podcast has shown, um, like, how deeply ingrained tropes are in your brain when you're trying to come up with the film. Because I'm like, are we doing, like, uh, uh, Better Off Dead, like, ski school, where it's like, they're going to shut down the rec center, you know? Which right. Been done, like, is that... You know, are we doing something like that? I would, I would like to make it something a little bit weirder than that, than just. Oh, you know, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What if it's okay? I got to think about this. Let me put this together in my head. All right. Do 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 do. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Go for it. What if it is a small town in the middle of California? It's not quite it's not like huntington socal it's not uh not monterey norcal we are somewhere in the middle we're in like we're in a small town and it it used to be the hub of surfing culture and this one guy emilio estevez and his buddy wipeout still believe it can be but there there's there hasn't been like a big surfing competition in that town in years so emilio's training to get to the big surfing competition which is in Nobody gives a shit California or Hawaii, whatever, fuck it. And the, the crux of the plot is he thinks he's got to get out of the small town. And what Chunky the surfer dog teaches him is if you cleaned up the beach and you made everything like really clean in town, like if you got connected to your neighbors and nature and like, you know, you're throwing bonfire parties on the beach instead of like going to the local bar. And maybe that's where the jerk works. The jerk works in the local bar and everyone's just getting trashed in the local bar instead of like getting to know each other and, you know, having fun beach parties. So it's about getting back to the beach literally and cleaning it up. And then the end is that they throw a big surfing competition on their cool town beach. And Emilio gets back on the board and he say it's, so it's about saving the small town. So we don't have like, a villain per se we kind of have a straw man villain in the jerk right um, but the movie a la summer school is about our character going through a journey so you have two things i want to bring up so that's that's hometown boy makes good and mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. like like you you're already where you need to be i love those types of movies i i actually feel a really personal kind of like connection to those not so much that i've made good yet but i do like those you know kinds of kinds of films um I think that the first scene then, his injury, or the, not the first scene, but his injury comes because he gets snagged on some sort of like horrible thing that shouldn't be in the ocean. Oh, See? a tire or something. Yeah, exactly. He basically, he wipes out, he gets caught in the riptide and like uh, gets, you know, uh, like it's it sounds goofy, but it's Plan X film. Like he gets, you know, yeah, a tire or or some sort of floating debris that shouldn't be out there. Um, and it's just being ignored because people are like, this town's dead anyway. Like, yeah, the best, the best days are in the past. That's where you get like a really good um, Gary Busey-esque <laughs> person to be the guy that was like, it, that's like their weird mentor character. Like, that's like, I'll tell you, he, that he's always telling them about how good it used to be and stuff like that. But I think, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. That's that's that that conversation has to take place. But but it could be, it could actually be like an Ali Sheedy Emilio Estevez conversation where she's like, "Hey, remember when we were kids? It seems like there were always parties out on the beach. Like our, it seemed like our town was so like perfect. Like it's a moment for them to connect on, and and then like 
man, I want to throw, I want to throw this in there. And I feel like, because I, I, what I'm, okay. I love, I love what we're doing. I love everything we're doing. I feel like we don't quite have a planet X film yet. And I'm telling you, we need to do these dog scenes. Those well, dog scenes. We've got to get those dog scenes in there. But I also want to throw in that Wipeout is a martial artist. I think he's like doing karate. And it's I was kind of thinking, a- I was thinking about Kino from. Ninja yes, yes. But and- I wanted, I wanted to be like, yes, I want Kino from Ninja Turtles two. But I want it to be a joke the whole movie. And then in the third act, he like spin. He's the one that like spin kicks the jerk. Love it. And like, and they're like, oh, he was legit the whole time. Like that's in there. Okay, but okay. Tell, me, tell me about this dog. Go. Well, no. So I think uh, that then the way that also that you have that older character is it's not the surfer's mentor it's the person who owns the dog shelter that alley shooting oh of course that's that's the character that's been in town forever and it's like um uh you know this this town this is the best town in the world like you don't even know this is the best town and your boyfriend um could be everything that's great about this town and throwing his life away so that's 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 who that character can be we can cast We could not cast them, but I think that's how you, without getting way out into a bunch of different characters, you have these kids. And that's a- that's great too, because that gives us the meeting with the goddess, right? Like when he like there's a scene like he gets the dog to impress the girl, he takes him home. This is a great dog scene. He tears up all of his shit. Like he right. tears up all of his like douchey clothing. So he has to like, but it's all like secretly like the dog is doing this, so he has to go buy better clothing. So he goes back to the shelter to return the dog and he meets the owner who's like man, this town used to be the coolest thing. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll, I, I came to return the dog. I don't really know why you're talking about that. Right. And, and he's like, it's like, I guess I have to keep this dog now. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, and I think what that scene is going to be is actually the end of the second act where he's exasperated with the dog, even though the dog has been doing everything. Oh, okay. And I think that at that point, like things click in his head. And then the third act is like, them pulling it off let's get there but i want to talk about the dog um i i i think we need to set up chunky crunchy crunchy sorry it's definitely a type of peanut butter um (laughs) uh, but uh i think that what we need to do is set up three if we can sort of if you want to stay in joseph campbell land sort of like trials Mm -hmm. and I think that those, the road of trials, sure. So I uh, two or three, one should be pretty tiny. The first one should be pretty tiny, just showing that um, Crunchy is awesome and is going to like pull all this stuff off. But basically, I think what we ought to have is um, two or three trials for our hero Emilio to go through, and Crunchy is going to basically do wacky Planet X stuff and actually. M- Make, pull those off for Emilio and then finally at the end of the surf contest that's when Emilio has to do it for himself so that's that's point one and I think we need to get to that I think there's another thing we need to address is there is an s on the end of dog in this title dude there can not only be one service dog we we what, what, there has to be like why is it plural is basically what I'm getting well, because, like, I think well, I think it's Crunchy and Emilio. They're the dogs. Because right now, I think we have a movie that we could almost tie a ribbon on and say that's Service Dog. 
<laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, look, I'll fix it. Look, it, I'll fix it for you. The the beach crew that Emilio and Bill Paxson are part of are called the Beach Dogs. The Beach Dogs. There we go. Great. And then it's a pun, right? So it's like they're the dogs, and then the dog Crunchy, the surfer dog, comes in, and he's the service dog, and so now we have service dogs. Okay. Oh, but maybe, let's maybe, get back. No, wait, wait. Maybe we have a post, um, like Emilio wins the surfing contest scene where they've started like a rad racing type group called Service Dogs. They used oh, to be the beach, yeah. They used to be the beach dogs. Now they've got new t-shirts on with the Service Dogs and Crunchy's sitting there in his sunglasses and like his little Hawaiian shirt just spudsing it up. Like and their, town, like their town is now like a zero kill town. Everybody's got adopted dogs and cats. There's all these they, kids on the beach. There's yeah. Wipeout has like a one-legged parrot now. Oh, I love this so much. This is so good. Like the kennel owner is out on the beach with like the white suntan lotion on the nose going like, the city's back, you know, like loving, okay, loving okay. everything. But let's, let's get back to the road of trial. So here's, here's what yes. I think we have. Here's what I think we have. That's going to be, that's going to be our. That's the movie. movie. That's the okay. movie. That's what makes it Planet X. I, Emilio, uh, after his surfing accident where he gets snagged on a tire, goes to the animal shelter to impress Ali Sheedy. He ends up adopting Crunchy, the dog that no one will take, but shows weird affection for him because Crunchy is, you know, psychic or whatever. Um, and, oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. Remind me about psychic. Um, I'm making a note. Sure. Uh, he goes home with the dog. The dog tears up all of his stuff, uh, ruins his house. We have a great scene where he's like, I'm going to go out for a drink. Like, you be cool, dog. And he comes home, and then we have a nice montage of the dog, like, eating pizza out of his fridge and drinking his well, beer. Is, and that's, like, That's the Turner and Hooch part yes, of them. Yes. Right? Like, he comes home. He's like, I've got to get this dog back to the shelter. He goes. We have the meeting with the goddess where the, where the shelter owner is like, this town used to be great. You should keep this dog. This dog's good for you. He goes back. The next scene we have is a group of skateboarders outside of the jerk's bar where he tries to like be like, get the hell out of here, kids. And Amelia's like, hey, they're just having fun, whatever. And Crunchy, uh, like he doesn't know how to skateboard, I guess. So like he feels a little weird about skateboarding, but Crunchy like, you know, pushes him in certain ways and like, I don't know, like jumps on board so that he does cool tricks in the air and he becomes like town hero to all the kids and whatever. Well, it's not him. He's got him on the leash. And so, oh yeah, he's pulling him. Fucking yeah, exactly. He's pulling him. But everyone, then, everyone, all the witnesses think Emilio's a great skateboarder, right? And really, it was like Crunchy knew that he needed to do this thing. So now he's like small town hero. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's all practical effects, so it's gonna look awful and awesome. And that's okay. Now okay. we're getting trial. Right trial number two. Trial number two. Like okay. Is Ali Sheedy invites Emilio Estevez uh, to go to Big Bear because they're all gonna go snowboarding. Uh, okay. jerk, like jerk, jerk is there because also he's there. Uh, Wipeout gets to come along, so we get some fun scenes with Wipeout, like you know, doing dumb stuff in the snow. Uh, and once again, Crunchy the surf dog is kind of like, uh, what does he do? He, he like he like holds back a branch and lets it go at the right moment, so it slaps the jerk's face, and he ends up on the black diamond course. And he's so he ends up stuff like that. He's, they they got to get there, and they got to be like. Uh, it has to be like hijinks, hijinks. Yeah, there's not there's not enough snow, and then you like see this dog go over and turn on the fucking like snow blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just never ending. Okay. That's hijinks. trial. That's trial two, and I think it ends with the jerk in like a neck brace from like a skiing accident. Oh, he should get him a uh, he should get him an evil service dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we can do that if you want. Uh, 
What was he say? Trial three. Trial three. I think is now Ali Sheedy is and is kind of connecting with Emilio, and they go on like a hang gliding date or hang something. Gliding. Okay. I don't know. There has to like I, there has to be an escalation in the extreme, or maybe it's skydiving. I don't know. Hot air. I, hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. Sure. Fuck it. I don't care. Because then uh, you can see the dog fucking pulling the chain to inflate the. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and then I think your I think your ending is they've managed the whole time they've been like we should put together this big competition like we can clean up the beach whatever uh, we have some nice scenes of them like walking on the beach at night um, and then yeah the last thing is the surf the surf competition I think right and then yeah I think basically what you ought to have is something it, like you said like straw man villain so it's sort of like you've got this real doofy. Ben Affleck from Mallrats kind of guy mm-hmm. who runs a mm-hmm. runs a bar and there's nothing in the town everything's shuttered up anyway mm-hmm. and he's like basically drops the bomb they're in the bar after their wonderful hang gliding date and they're they have this <laughs> couple's glow about them and because the dog has made the date so so sweet and um He's like, oh, by the way, like I'm, I'm selling the bar, and they're like, why? Yes. He's, he's like, they're like, you can't, this is the last spot in town. He's like, yeah, it's the last spot in town. I'm taking the check, and he, Emilio's like, I tell you what, what if I can raise the money? Surfing contest. Well, okay, yeah, even better, right? Like either I can raise the money or I challenge you to a surf off. Like you gotta have one of those. No, but I like I lo- you know I love redemptive villain stories. Like I love the idea that he's like, "Fuck you! You already got the girl. My neck's busted from snowboarding. Like I'm fucking out of here. I'm selling the bar." And he realizes yes. like, "No, the hub of the community is the bar. I have to team up with the villain." And it's like, "Okay, what if I can raise the money to oh, buy like, the bar from you?" And he's like, "There's no way like, you can do it." And he's like, "I'm gonna throw a surfing competition." Yeah. What? If, yeah. What if? What if we? What what if no what what would it take for you not not to sell? And then it's like it's like, dude, we can raise that money. We can save this bar. And then like he and Ali Sheedy have this moment where they're like, I think we could save this town. And then it cuts to the dog, and the dog's just like nodding his head. The dog fucking knows. <laughs> He's like, I've been I've been working this the whole this time. Is what, this is my plan all along. <laughs> my plan all along. <laughs> Oh, it's well, no, this is good too. This is because this does the uh, the Porco Rosso thing, where in the final act of the movie, the villain is actually like working with the heroes, and that what they're trying to do, what they've done, they've invited all these surfers from around California to come to the best beach in California, right, the undiscovered surf spot, and they're going to have a competition. The winner gets fifty thousand dollars or whatever; it doesn't matter. Uh, Emilio is going to enter the competition to win the 50,000 so that the town gets saved. And the like, now we have the villain is like, oh, I got beat. Ali Sheedy's actually in love with him, but he's like, now he's cheering on the shoreline. Like, I like this. I like like this this a lot. lot. It's real good. Now, okay, I want to challenge you though, because Emilio Estevez gets on his board. He's freaking out. He can't stand up on his board. Here comes the big wave. And then Crunchy jumps on the board with him and they surf it together. Like, how is Crunchy the solution to the to the climax of the film tell me if this is just not the way you want to go i thought it would kind of be like an angels in the outfield thing where he gets so used to having crunchy help him that there's a reason that like you know that crunchy can't crunchy's not there 
and he has are to you, do it by himself. Are you gonna kill Crunchy? Are you gonna no, make this a fucking magic no. seashell story where like the magic no. was in him all along? No, this I can't do Marley and me on surfboards. This is not where the red <laughs> crunchy grows on the beach and no, Crunchy's fine. I told you he's gotta have no the crunchy yearling. <laughs> I yes, exactly. <laughs> No, no, no. I think I think Crunchy's fine, but but he he has to be like detained or like maybe you entered like maybe you have just some weird character that was like gonna adopt him and then like he ends up with Emilio Estevez. So the whole movie you have this just insane character that's trying to basically kidnap the dog. It's not Cruella Deville. It's just a really weird. Again, like imagine an emo Phillips character in a movie that's just sort of like that's my dog. You know, um, or it could be. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, okay. Look, like we could keep the jerk in the ways with this, which is that like he could sort of crunchy could build up slowly, build this reputation as like there's this guy in this nothing town who's doing cool stuff with his cool dog. I got it. What you got? Dog catcher. We well, introduce dog catcher. We introduce in the first act that there's like a uh, like a vaudevillian dog catcher in town who's uh he's obsessed it's like a like a heathcliff he's obsessed with this one dog and crunchy is always like running around town doing crazy stuff drinking beer like having fun and he's like i'm gonna get that dog i'm gonna get that fucking dog and like so he's running around the whole time with like his net trying to catch crunchy we have these interludes right with like this fat kind of dumpy guy maybe it's bob hoskins i don't know and finally at the end right before the search like the night before the search competition the dog catcher catches crunchy Blair, um, i i feel like you know who plays this dog catcher it it is the gentleman uh who did the um 1-800 collect commercials <laughs> during the 90s and was also a david letterman regular and i cannot remember his name do you remember the commercial uh, where he was like thanks phone dude um, um i'm trying you know you know where my head went though was michael mcshane height of whose line like that's good that well height of height of uk yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. um like the I'm the trying. little goatee and the glasses you know big fat guy running around in like a garage suit being like, oh, I'm gonna get that dog. <laughs> um, I am thinking of Larry Bud Melman. His Whoa. real name is Calvert DeForest. No, seriously, search for Bud Melman, M-E-L-M-A-N. You'll know exactly who it is. And I would love <laughs> I do, I do know exactly, who, exactly this is. who he is. He's, he's oh wow. So weird. Just so weird and strange. I'm never gonna fight with putting Mike Machine in a movie. I was just—I just feel like Mike Mike Machine can like. I mean, at least he can act, right? I know that he can do the part. God, we gotta get Bud Melman in a in a movie. I'll I'll make it happen <laughs> at some point. Don't worry okay, about so it. We're, so we're going Mike McShane. Mike Machine. I'm not gonna die on that hill. Let's get Mike Machine in an American surfing movie from the late '90s. Right. Um, that feels good. Also, you know what? I feel like this is the elephant in the room. What kind of dog is it? You know, I was going to ask you that earlier when we started casting. Like, do you feel strongly about one type of dog or another? Because, like, okay, here, let me let me just give you, like, here's off the top of my head. Like, yeah, throw is, them out. Because I was thinking, like, like, maybe, like, a boxer? Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So you went the same place I did. Like, I, I often do, like, the Via Negativa, right? Like, this is not, it's not a collie. It's not a husky. It's not a lab. It's not a, I mean, it could be like a corgi. That could be sort of fun. But like, I like like a boxer, like a little, like 
Uh, it could be like a French bulldog, although that's what Spuds McKenzie was. So that's that's a little on the nose, but like. Oh, I thought French bulldogs were um, were like the little pug faced ones. Speaking of dogs, I hope nobody hears uh, that. Dog is oh, oh, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. French bulldog. What am I thinking of? You're yeah. Just whatever. Spuds uh, McKenzie. No, what was that? What was that French dog movie? Did you ever watch that? It was like a French, a French dog film. Baxter, uh, uh, I feel like it was called. The bull terrier. Spud was a bull terrier. Yeah, Baxter. Baxter. I think I. Man, that movie was fucked up. So you bring up a good point. Do you want to play against type and make it like a fluffy, more adorable dog um, that obviously a surfer would want nothing to do with, or would you like to go like? It's a boxer, which is a cool dog, but it's got like one eye or it's got like three legs, you know, like. Man, I mean, like, I guess, okay, what I can't do is extricate myself from my, from my own past, which is to say, you know, you and I grew up with, with two dogs, uh, one dog and that died. And then we got another dog. The first one was a French poodle, which I don't want to do. The second one was a miniature poodle, a miniature French poodle, uh, I like Pembroke Welsh Corgi. It's little, it's, it's expressive. Like, I mean, I know we grew up with one, so I feel like I'm kind of biased, but I just feel like that those little legs on a surfboard make a lot of sense to me. You know, okay, so like just acknowledging we have a bias, I think you go cardigan Corgi. It's short hair. Okay. Doesn't, it doesn't, no, it, it's the same adorable face, doesn't look as weird in California with the sun shining the whole time. And it's kind sure. of Hill to help it balance you know it's just, great it's a cardigan corgi perfect yeah, we did it i like i love crunchy it. that's <laughs> a dog that should not be if well no dog should be in surf films but especially this dog so i like that crunchy with its little legs mm-hmm. and its big expressive face and again like i can't stress enough i think what makes it not just a teen kind of better off dead type movie is that or really ski school, because Better Off Dead is wonderful and absurd and is almost a Planet X film. It's a very um, good film. Very it's good a film. very good film. Um, I think is is these dog hijinks and the fact that, that they can't do it with computer and everything this dog does is like practical effects, whether it's mm-hmm. blue screen or something. It's a real dog the whole time, and I think that makes it very righteous trashy i still feel like see that's why i was kind of going for like the bud melman as the i'm trying to it feels good it's a good movie i would definitely watch it i already really like it i feel like there's an there are ways to make it more righteous trash i i think we can i think you are right we can make this more of a planet x film i have a couple of ideas on how to do that I've already, men- I've already mentioned one, which is I think that Wipeout is secretly a martial artist, and that gives us a martial arts fight scene at the end. I, like I also think we can go um, look who's talking with this and give the dog an internal narrator. Oh, my God, that's it. That's so it. That's so it. <laughs> you like that? I was worried that would get thrown out. Can it be Gary Busey? Of course it can be Gary Busey. Oh my God, Gary Busey is the voice of Crunchy, who's going to help mend the hearts and lives of this small California town. Did that do it? That was it? That's all it needed? 
describe to me what you just said and then answer your own question. <laughs> okay, no, 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 we're good, we're good. So we have summer school meets look who's talking meets I guess Beethoven <laughs> or, or like <laughs> yeah or Turner and Hooch. I Turner like and Hooch. Yeah, Turner and Hooch is better. Turner and Hooch. Okay. No, no, that works for me. That works. Uh the only thing it's missing is a soundtrack, so I turn this over to you. Uh oh. this has become your your weekly segment where like I don't know, do we do like a Beach Boys cover or do we just do like well early, early 90s uh, late 80s? I don't know. We're in that we're in that, that era. Something that sprang to mind when you said that was um You've seen Michael Moore's first film, Roger and Me? I have. That movie. And I like it. One of the scenes I like in particular, just as a, as a movie fan, is mm. I like it when um, a guy who has lost his job uh, talk, uh, talks about how he heard the Beach Boys song, Wouldn't It Be Nice? And he, mm. kind, of, um, you know, he kind of crumbled after that. And then there's this, there's this wonderful montage of just down like run down flint michigan with wouldn't it be nice by the beach boys playing i like the idea of juxtaposing a community that's kind of falling apart even if it's funny and goofy with like super positive music like uh, a song that I, I actually like legitimately love that doesn't get enough credit is uh first uh first class's beach baby Oh, that's um, a great. Do you remember back in old LA? Whoa, when everybody drove a Chevrolet? Like, can we get Blind Melon or something to cover that? Like, what about- <laughs> well, I mean, I like the idea of it being the late '80s because so the '80s has this insane '50s nostalgic thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. late yep. '50s, early '60s stuff is really really fun um you know what would make a really cool theme song uh or a song over a crunchy montage would be um bird dog by the everly brothers do you know that song oh that's very very good i i like that like but who's gonna cover it because you're not gonna use the everly brothers version right no no, you absolutely are you're gonna use it you're absolutely gonna use that song in in the movie I like it. I like it. I think what I think what we want from the soundtrack on this one, and tell me if I'm way off base here, is I think most of the songs in the movies are going to be like that. Like Bird Dog, I think is absolutely got to be in it. I think the Beach Boys, Jan mm-hmm. and Dean stuff. Sure. Because think about 80s teen movies. They have old songs in them. Yeah. Uh, but I think what we're really looking for is who is going to crank us out a service dogs theme song. And well, you know what? Let me let me do this. I mean, I feel like this is softballing it, but at this point, I think this is the right way to go. Let's do a collection of Everly Brothers, Beach Boys, First Class, like surfer music from the 50s and 60s, and then we end it with a rap that summarizes the movie that you just watched. Oh, I like that. I was sort of think of the soundtracks to like Surf Ninjas and... Sure. Think about Surf Ninjas. The whole thing is they do Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys. Like, it's... It's a great point. It's a great point. I think that type of music works in those films. And also, I think that since the people we cast are successful but aren't really superstars, I think that they would have the money to just be like, let's class it up with like a Jan and Dean. Yeah, okay. No, I like that. That sits right with me. I mean, it's right before the Beach Boys do the Kokomo thing. So, like, Beach Boys songs are cheap. 
you know, there's there's a Beach Boys. If you take those, if you take the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean as your surf group, and then you're gonna use Bird Dog anyway. Like I think that yeah, and we can throw in some tracks from Gidget or something like yeah, we can, yeah, we can totally do that. Yep. So um, okay, no, I, that... I, think that's, I think that's the way to do it. I and then I think maybe you know you throw in like a a Doris Day track during the date or something and kind of it, it, 80s teen movies love to show how cool they were by using old older music you know except for like john hughes so. no i like it i think i think that makes really good sense to me i mean i feel i feel like we're at the end of this thing i feel like we can put a bow on this one i i hate that we got to the end and we're like oh the dog should have a voice and it's like gary Busey because that makes that movie for me that's what makes me <laughs> because no but you understand what i'm saying is that it takes it from a really cool teen movie that i would like anyway to like how who thought this was a good idea and of course yeah. it's a bad idea that was a great idea and that's... well i think i think you've got two things i think you've got a dog with a voiceover which is horrible like why is that in this movie because it doesn't wow. need it and two You've got Bill Paxton basically doing like Chevy Chase and Rodney Dangerfield from uh, Caddyshack, where like every scene with him is kind of uh, atemporaneous to the rest of the film. So like God knows what that what those scenes are. And I think with those two elements, it starts to get pretty close to a righteous trash film. I think if you could sneak in a couple of gifts, like you have like Don Rickles randomly as a character, sure, yeah, yeah, like in a one-off scene, or you know. Like Frankie and Annette, you know, they did Back to the Beach, like sneak people like that in. Now all of a sudden we're talking about like a really bizarre teen movie with this inexplicably good soundtrack. Like I think that helps it be weird. Yeah, no, like it comes down to like, I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure it's like perfect in our wheelhouse righteous trash, but it's definitely a film that I would say like summer school hasn't found its audience yet. Like I still show summer school to people all the time and they're, they're surprised by how good it is. That re I think that the Chainsaw and Dave archetypes are sort of different. See, okay, that's it, right? Because like Chainsaw and Dave are what put that film into a place where I'm like, yeah, I would feel comfortable showing this at Planet X. I think if you push the Gary Busey voiceover thing far enough and the Bill Paxton wipeout character far enough, we've got a Planet X film. Yeah, because think of think of the dog hijinks at this point. It's not just shots of a dog doing something. That's like yeah, now it's Gary Busey going like, "What is this guy doing? What? I gotta get, I gotta get some snow on this hill. There's gotta be snow on this hill. Why is there no snow on this hill? Where's the snow machine? You know, like like then all of a sudden you're like, "Holy crap! Who green? Yeah, and he's just he's like popping puns off every three lines, like. Yeah, and I, know, I know we're going back now, but you know who else could do that for that dog would be uh, Danny DeVito. I think he's too big of a get, probably. But in, yeah, in the late '80s, early '90s, I don't know, man. I like, I mean, we we lean on Busey a lot. I feel like Busey is our like, he is he's the Joker in our deck. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, you can always throw. Our, he's he's our Lon Chaney, right? He's the man of one, <laughs> right? He's the man of one face, and it's. <laughs> every muscle going in every conceivable direction at the same time while he burps out the most amazing dialogue in the world. And I think Incredible. like, if you get kind of a scuzzy looking dog to go with that, you know, then it's great. It's great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think, I think we can put a bow on, uh, on service dogs. Uh, if you, uh, we, we talked a lot about, uh, the, uh, 
80s nostalgia for the 1950s. If you're a fan of uh, 80s nostalgia of the 1950s, uh, please come to our next live screening. That's October 26th at Kunstler Brewery. We're going to be showing two 1980s remakes of two 1950s horror movies, uh, The Blob and Invaders from Mars. Somehow both are inexplicably good. Like you would think... (laughs) No, you would... I just want to say this about Planet X. I always thought that the joy of it would be would be showing people films they had never seen. And that is the mission statement, and it is a lot of what we do. But man, when you see three or four people get together to watch a movie that they love um, and the world at large doesn't know about, it's awesome. So if you've seen The Blob a million times, come out and watch it for the million and first with us. I guarantee you will have a good time. Yeah, no, it's a great film, man. And uh, we're excited to be at Koontzler. We're excited to be showing this. And I'm excited to do a Halloween double feature. So uh, it'll be my first Planet X as a married man. I think we're about at the end. The search for Planet X continues! Is this is this your new sign-off phrase? <laughs> I to tried to do it, and it's not really working! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>